Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, neighbors. This is Peter Boykin, and this is hashtag Go Right with Peter Boykin. Check out this news story and more on GoWriteNews.com and the podcast hashtag Go Right with Peter Boykin. Before we talk to the, the news today, folks, uh, the Democrats raised the debt ceiling to $2.5 trillion, a devastating move that paves the way for them to eventually pass Biden's Build Back Better bill. And they were able to do it thanks to Mitch McConnell. McConnell rallied recently a few weak Republicans to give up power to the Democrats so they could raise the debt ceiling without technically needing any Republicans to vote for it. Let's remind Mitch McConnell that American voters aren't dumb and we know what he did. So we want you to please email Mitch and tell him that Republican voters won't forget what he did and when we retake the Senate in 2022, we will make sure he isn't made Senate Majority Leader. His email is simple. Senator at McConnell.Senate.gov. Email him today. If you can find his number, call him. Call his office. We'll be right back with this and more right after the intro. Hi, fellow patriots. This is Peter Boykin from Hashtag Go right. Share this right now. Remember, folks, together we will make America great again and keep it great always. We will only do that if we go right. Time to go right. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. So wholesale prices rose 9.6% in November, the fastest pace ever. Meanwhile, Biden on vaccines uh, encroaching on freedoms. What's the big deal? You know, the thing. What's the big deal? Doesn't understand what the Constitution is. Meanwhile, Amtrak has suspended its COVID vaccine mandate. Meanwhile, Andrew Cuomo was forced to return $5.1 million in pandemic book profits. Hmm. And 29% of Americans don't identify with any religion, up 10% from 2011. Sources are CNBC, Mr. Producer Rumble, uh, Wall Street Journal, New York Post, and Pew Research. So, Musk just owned Pocahontas. 
Elon Musk has earned the right for us to talk about him a little bit more. Recently, Senator Elizabeth Warren responded to news that Musk was awarded Times Person of the Year by tweeting, let's change the rigged tax code so the Person of the Year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. To which Musk replied, please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. If you're unfamiliar with the term Karen, Urban Dictionary defines it as middle-aged woman, typically blonde, makes solutions to others' problems and inconvenience to her, although she isn't even remotely affected. Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, really is the Karen of the Senate. Musk then later added, and if you open your eyes for two seconds, you would realize I will pay more taxes than any American in history this year. Warren has not responded to any of Musk's tweets. Empty-headed. Meanwhile, some of the largest U.S. hospital systems have dropped COVID-19 vaccine mandates for staff after a federal judge temporarily halted a Biden administration mandate that healthcare workers get the shots. Vaccine mandates have been a factor constraining the supply of healthcare workers as labor costs have soared and hospitals struggle to retain nurses. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Meanwhile, regulators in California have approved a measure to ban the sale of new gas-powered lawnmowers and leaf blowers as part of an effort to blow steam up their ass. Or sorry, for to effort to move the state to a zero emission future according to The Hill. And meanwhile, President Trump's new social media platform, Truth, will you hurry up and come up with it, please? Truth Social has announced that it has entered into an agreement with an alternative tech company, Rumble. Hey, that's great. Rumble will be providing video and streaming services for Truth Social, according to Reclaim the Net. I also have a Rumble channel, um, also on Gab, uh, for Go Right News, and it looks like I'm going to have to start putting more videos on Rumble since that's going to be on Truth. Meanwhile, the school district of Philadelphia is allowing students to identify as non-binary, giving students themselves control over their gender identity without parental consent. Really don't see the problem with that anyway, but uh, that's according to the Daily Wire. Now, do you shop at a Kroger grocery store? The company says it will take away paid leave for unvaccinated work employees who get COVID-19 and require some of them to pay a monthly health insurance surcharge starting next month, according to CNBC. I'm going to move away from Kroger, move away from Kroger. I'm going to cut them out of my life. And meanwhile, a U.S. appeals court in uh, recently rejected a renewed attempt by the Biden administration to end a policy put in place by former President Donald Trump, still my president, that forced tens of thousands of migrants to wait in Mexico for the resolution of their U.S. asylum cases, according to Reuters. And two innocent people are dead after an illegal immigrant human smuggler being pursued by law enforcement ran a stop sign and T-boned the victim's car in Mission, Texas. The 18-year-old smuggler and six illegals are in custody, according to Fox LA. Now, the only black juror on the panel that convicted Jussie Smollett of lying to Chicago police said he couldn't get past what the actor did not do 
after he claimed attackers looped a noose around his neck. Rip it off and keep it off. As an African-American person, I'm not putting that noose back on at all, he said, because Smollett put the rope back, roof, the rope back around his neck when police arrived at his apartment, according to Fox News. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi's January 6th committee, I don't know, honestly, before I even go, I don't even know how they created their own committee. Uh, originally, there was supposed to be a 9-11 style uh, January 6th committee voted on by the Republicans and Democrats, and they voted no. As a Republican, we voted no. But then all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi was able to create a very leftist-leaning January 6th committee that's about the attack on the Capitol. Uh, folks, uh, the attack on the Capitol, honestly, all year long there was an attack on the Capitol when Washington, D.C. was on fire by Antifa and BLM. Well, let's go to the news. Nancy Pelosi's January 6th committee has voted to hold former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows in contempt of Congress, and could now be charged by the Department of Justice. Yeah, more like the Department of Injustice. You may have noticed that we've wasted no, uh, almost zero time on Pelosi's January 6th committee because it's a sham. It's a sham, folks. But if you'd like a brief update on what went down recently, here is Meadows being interviewed by Sean Hannity recently. More antics from the Democrats sham January 6th committee. We've been telling you this is a waste of your time and, and money. money. They, they have, have a predetermined outcome. outcome. And by the way, it lacks any serious investigation. And breaking tonight, the committee voted to send a criminal contempt of Congress resolution to the House for former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows for failing to comply with the sham subpoena documents he says are protected by executive privilege. That would need to be played out in the courts. We're now learning about an email from the former chief of staff that said the National Guard was on standby to protect, quote, pro-Trump people. And don't forget, President Trump requested increased National Guard support in the days leading up to, the, to January 6th. The request was rejected by Pelosi, by congressional leaders, including requests, by the way, from the Capitol Police Chief. Here with Reaction, author of, it's in bookstores everywhere, Amazon.com, Hannity.com. I read the book cover to cover. It's worth, you've got to get a copy. It's an insider's view that actually is fair to Donald Trump. What a rarity. Uh, the Chief's Chief, Mark Meadows. Um, first, I guess I'll get your reaction to the January 6th vote, 9-0. It'll now go before the House. But we already know this is a predetermined outcome. Didn't we learn that when they kicked Jim Jordan and Jim Banks off the committee? Well, we did. Obviously, it's disappointing, but not surprising. And, and and let's be clear about this, Sean. This is not about me holding me in contempt. It's not even about making the Capitol safer. We see that by some of the selective leaks that are going on right now. This is about Donald Trump and about actually going after him once again, continuing to go after Donald Trump. Uh, and, and, and when we look at the real results of this investigation, uh, it, it is not really, uh, uh, the foundation is not based on a legislative purpose. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the interpretation of this bias committee, Liz Cheney and company. I love how Liz is now partnered with the people that called her father a war criminal, a murderer, and a crook. 
pretty amazing. Um, and I'm looking at this committee, and they're acting as though somehow it's nefarious. You have massive crowds coming to Washington. We just came out of the summer of 2020. Now, they're, they're not, not investigating, investigating the 500 riots that killed dozens of Americans, hurt thousands of cops, caused billions in property damage. Liz Cheney and company have no interest in, in those riots. I condemn them all equally on this program. But what I want to know is, you know, as if it's a bad thing after coming out of the summer of 2020 saying, OK, there might be troublemakers here. We need to protect the Capitol. You asked for it at, before the rally on January 6th. The president asked for it. The Capitol Police chief asked for it. And we now have reports of whistleblowers telling us as National Guard members, they were told to stand down and, when they wanted to go in and stop the trouble. And I, I don't hear them talking about that. Yeah, I, well, uh, listen, they, they want to talk about the part that fits their narrative. And what we do know, and, and one of the things that is coming out more and more clearly each and every day is, is that everyone condemned what happened in terms of the breach of the security on the Capitol on January 6th. But what we also know is that President Trump wanted to make sure that, that the people that came, that there was a safe environment for that that kind of assembly. And and uh, I've said that publicly before, uh, the 10 thousand National Guard troops that he wanted to make sure that everything was safe and secure. And and yet uh, the way that uh, some of the Democrats are spinning this, uh, trying to spin some nefarious purpose, I think at the end of the day, uh, they're, go they're going to find that that not only did the president act, but he acted quickly. And, and in, in doing all of that, uh, it's important, you know, uh, with this content vote that's coming up tomorrow, there's a high, very high probability that they will refer me for criminal contempt to DOJ. But uh, there's- What will you do? What will, uh, you, you, know, do, this, what will you do, Congressman? Well, I mean, at, at this point, at this point, Sean, uh, you know, it'll be turned over to the hands of DOJ. I can say this, that that when you look at, at the, the criminal uh, component of this, the intent, there's never been an intent on my part. I've tried to, to share non-privileged information, but truly the, the executive privilege that Donald Trump has claimed is his to wave. It's not mine to wave. It's not Congress's to wave. And that's why we filed the lawsuit to hopefully get the, the courts to weigh in hopefully they'll weigh in well before they did this to steve bannon the last time they had done this hold somebody in contempt for, for on, of congress was 1983. president i i noticed they haven't been focused on president trump's actual words at the rally that day many of you will now peacefully and patriotically march to the capitol so your voices may be heard um, I didn't hear in any of that, Congressman. Uh, many of you will march uh, peacefully and not pa not peacefully and not patriotically and invade the Capitol. Now, the fact that they are ignoring your request, they're ignoring the president's request, they're ignoring the Capitol Police uh, chief's request earlier for for support from the National Guard, which is especially after the summer of 2020, that's just good common sense. That's smart policing. That's for the protection of everybody. Well.
you're exactly right. And obviously, uh, obviously having those National Guards available, actually the, the reason they were able to respond when they did was because President Trump had actually put them on alert. But I would also want to comment on one other thing. If we look at, at senior officials, chiefs of staff, and those senior to the President of the United States, compelling them to come in and testify and what, what we're seeing now, uh, there's, there's lots of, of uh, jurisprudence and, and at least legal opinions uh, and law that would suggest that that's not something that should be in the purview, purview of Congress. So hopefully uh, the court Quite a question. It. You know, I said that day and I said it now um, and and I mean it. We, we're a country of law and order. We, we have to be. Now, with that said, I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to know why the, the guard was told to stand down one. I want to know why your request, why President Trump's request for the guard, knowing what happened in the summer of 2020 was denied. And I would like an answer to why we had 500 riots in the summer of 2020, dozens of Americans dead, thousands of cops injured, billions of dollars in property damage, arson and looting. Where's that committee, Congressman? I'd like to see that committee. Well. I yeah, that committee is not there, and, and obviously there's a political narrative that really focuses on Donald Trump as as uh, the 45th president of the United States, and, and sadly, uh, when we look at, at what is to be accomplished, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that this committee is set up to do that. All right, we appreciate it, and uh, thanks for being with us. We're going to watch this very closely. Well, wish him well. So, don't watch ESPN. Seriously, you sh they put this video out recently claiming that last year a noose was found in NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace's, a black man's garage, despite an investigation revealing it was just a garage door pull. I mean, come on, man. Here's a quote from ESPN. Last year, a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's stall in Talladega Super Speedway. The next day, the NASCAR community stood with him in unity. I was like, holy, it's the whole garage. That's when I lost it. Here we go. I just wanted to stand with him during the national anthem to show my support for him and was appalled by uh, what I had learned. And then as drivers got involved, I think crew members, team managers, team owners, it really started to snowball within a very short period of time. most incredible non-competitive moment in sports I'd ever seen. That moment, I could feel the weight of that moment and, and I think we all did as we were walking. I get out of the car, I look back and I was like, holy shit, it's a whole garage. The whole garage. And that's when I lost it.
midst of all the turmoil. that was going on in the world with the black and white, the hatred and everything that was going on. The entire NASCAR family rallied behind my son. I knew at that moment they loved him for the person that he is not because of skin color or anything like that. What did it mean when all those people who were so silent on that chat two weeks earlier? Oh, I still don't forget, but this, this moment was still important, um, you know. You, you can let down your guard a little bit, but I don't forget the ones that were silent. Only one issue with that. One, there was no noose in his garage. It was just a garage puller that they have in every garage. Though I would say that it was nice to see everybody band behind him. This is around the time where they started removing the Dixie flags or the uh, Confederate flags um, and not allowing them at the race car. But let me tell you that racing has never really been a, um, uh, a racist sport. Uh, Wendell Scott, one of the first race car drivers, a black man. Richard Pryor did a comedy movie about Wendell Scott from Danville, Virginia, where I grew up. Um, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's really not much race against it, folks. There's a lot of fake news going on at CNN for a news story. Moving along, German police have arrested Santa Claus for not wearing a mask. They have arrested Santa Claus for not wearing a mask. I've heard everything. I have absolutely heard Everything. He's wearing a beard. Isn't that a mask? Yeah. 
Warum darf ich ihn nicht filmen? Nee, weil Sie hier ist im öffentlichen Bereich. Wir sind doch hier im öffentlichen Bereich. Was ist denn das für eine polizeiliche Maßnahme? Nee, sehe ich nicht. Was soll denn das sein? Wie bitte? Weiß ich nicht. Kann ich nicht. Äh, kann ich so nicht feststellen. I guess years later, the um, German police are still the Nazi Gestapo. Just mass Nazis. Yeah, mass Nazis. Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson thinks we need to stop using this term. So here's a fact worth remembering. If you want to think clearly, if you want to make wise decisions, you have to use clear and precise language. Here's another fact. If, by contrast, you want to brainwash and control an entire population, then the first thing you do is ban clear language and substitute it with propaganda, that is, nonsensical chunks of words glued together for political effect. In two sentences, that's our entire current political landscape. The left understands it, the right does not. Consider the term people of color. Now, that's a phrase that would have seemed mildly offensive 20 years ago, kind of an ugly term. And yet now it's mandatory at every level of our society. The question is, what does it mean exactly? What is a person of color? Well, it's anyone who isn't white, which is to say it's the overwhelming majority of the world's population. So you have to ask yourself, how exactly is this a meaningful category? What does a Polynesian tuna fisherman have in common with a Bolivian coca farmer or a foundry worker in central China, or for that matter, with Kamala Harris? Well, not really anything, except that they're not white. That's a pretty ominous way to define a huge group of people, if you think about it. In fact, it's a racist way to define a huge group of people. Everyone who's white is not the same, and only an entitled white liberal could believe otherwise. No normal person could ever think that. So let's stop using the phrase. Let's not participate. Don't use the term people of color. This is the crudest kind of propaganda designed to divide the country by race. So don't say it. What do you replace it with? If you're white, what do you call people who don't look like you? Well, if they're citizens of this country, maybe you call them Americans because that's what they actually are. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe to Fox News YouTube page and catch our hottest interviews. I don't know about you, but I like hanging out with other Americans. Meanwhile, you got to check this clip out of Dr. Peter McCoy. Nicole, Nick, Nicolo, I, I can't pronounce it, on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about vaccines and corruption within the health bureaucracy. Watch it now because I have a feeling YouTube is going to ban it and make sure you watch until the end. Multidrug therapy is an outpatient works substantially and we've had a giant loss of life a giant number millions and millions of unnecessary hospitalizations uh, and it seemed to me and i said i've told tucker carlson and many others it seems to me early on there was an intentional very comprehensive suppression of early treatment in order to promote fear suffering isolation hospitalization and death and it seemed to be 
completely organized and intentional in order to create acceptance for and then promote mass vaccination. So you believe this is a premeditated thing that they were doing. So they realized that in order to get people enthusiastic about taking this vaccine, the best way to do that was to not have a protocol for treatment. It's not just my idea. Now it's completely laid out by the book by Dr. Pam Popper, the book recently published by Peter Bregan, uh, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. I wrote one of the uh, introductions, Dr. Leaflet and Dr. Vladimir wrote the other introductions. These books are basically nonfiction. They have a thousand citations in the Bregan book showing how it was coordinated and planned. Now Bobby Kennedy has his book out, The Real Anthony Fauci. I'm the most uh, mentioned physician in that book. I can tell you that if you want to find the evidence that Moderna was working on the vaccine before the virus ever emanated out of the lab, if you wanted to find the, the collusions and the operations between the Gates Foundation and Gavi and CEPI and Pfizer and Moderna and the vaccine manufacturers and the Wuhan lab and the National Institutes of Health and Ralph Barrick and University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and how all this was organized. If you want to see the Johns Hopkins planning Duke seminar was called the SPARS pandemic in 2017, where they had a symposium, people showed up, they wrote up their symposium findings, they published this. It says it's going to be a coronavirus. It's going to be related to MERS and SARS. It's going to come over here to the United States. It's going to shut down cities and frighten people. There's going to be confusion regarding a drug, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. And we're going to utilize all that in order to railroad the population into mass vaccination. It's laid out in the Johns Hopkins SPARS pandemic training seminar. The only thing they got wrong was the year. They said it was going to be 2025. Instead, it landed a few years early. You have to reconcile with vaccine safety. So the story is, by January 22nd, we already had 182 deaths after the vaccine, January 22nd. For all the vaccines combined, 278 million shots given uh, each year in the United States, kids, adults, me and you, I took two last year, I took one this year, 270 million shots. The average number of deaths that would ever come into our central database, about 150. We've been keeping this database for 20 years. Suddenly we were at 182. And then it was a very important recognition that many of us had. So wait a minute, the CDC and FDA they didn't have any safety review. They didn't have an external uh, critical event committee. They didn't have a data safety monitoring committee, and they didn't have a human ethics board assigned to the program. It turns out we had the wrong agencies leading the program. The FDA is supposed to be the drug watch uh, government organization. They don't lead clinical programs. The CDC is supposed to be the outbreak evaluation program. They don't lead clinical programs. So in fact, we actually had the wrong, we had the, in a sense, uh, 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 the fox guarding the chicken coop in a sense, we had the wrong people leading the programs and then we didn't have this independent safety committees. So there was nobody to stop the program in February. You know, it, it, normally what happens is you get five deaths after any product that's unexplained. Black box warning, may cause death. You get to 50 deaths. I don't care if 50 million, 60 million people take the drug. You get to 50 deaths, it's off the market and it gets reviewed for safety. I've been involved with these, Joe, at a national level. We never let a drug go on and be associated with 50 deaths afterwards. We were at 182 and there was no safety review. Remember I told you in February, I demanded, as a citizen, I demanded a report from the federal government. We needed a report and a press briefing on vaccine safety and efficacy. We never got it. Pickle gang. Wow, that's a lot of information. I sure hope it gets to stay up. Meanwhile, there's a graphic warning here, foe. A man, a man tried to rob a female working the register at a Philadelphia pizza shop. But she was saved by her 14-year-old son who shot the robber in the face. Here we go.
Philly thief tries to rob pizza joint and gets shot directly in the face. Here's the video. The perp entered and tried to grab uh, cash from the register. The employee fought back and got into a physical struggle. Her 14-year-old son quickly pulled out a weapon and shot the perp one time directly in the face. Well, it is on YouTube. A pizza shop worker turns the tables on a robber, shooting the attacker in the face. Let's get right out to Steve Keeley for the latest on this one, Steve. Well, this pizza shop also was open for breakfast, and the new owner uh, has just opened, and he's coming into a mess, and he's got to clean up uh, the great amount of blood. Uh, he was here last night, came with the police to uh, get the surveillance, and uh, just end business, and he has to deal with somebody trying to hold up his two workers, a married couple, at night. And the married couple was ready just in case and blew away this robber, shooting him in the face. Uh, so here's where we are. We're right in a prominent spot. There is the brand new police headquarters in the old Inquirer building. We were just on North 15th interviewing police commissioner a couple of weeks ago uh, before Thanksgiving. And you'll notice to the left across Spring Garden Street, one block away is the new CVS on the corner. This guy held that place up 944 then got greedy or didn't get enough at the CVS, then comes across the street, comes here at 947, hold it up despite all the Philadelphia police as Greg spins around, constantly in this area right here. If Greg turns around completely, 180 degrees, this is where Philly police are constantly coming and going. In fact, uh, they are big customers of this place since many of them now work uh, just down the street on the left. They stated that an individual came inside of the property I was committing a robbery of the pizza restaurant when one of the employees fired at least one shot, striking the perpetrator in the face. When police arrived on location, there was clearly a sign of a robbery because the cash register was open, there was money on the floor, and there was also some broken glass inside the store, and there was also a large amount of blood. Well, Philly police matched up surveillance from both the CVS and Bold Pizza here uh, to see the same guy in the same clothes doing the same thing, holding up both places. And then they followed the trail of blood out of the pizza shop up North 15th Street, then up Green Street to Broad, then down Broad, where it leads uh, to the subway. And in the subway, they find trail of blood down the steps around the corner and see him sitting in blood with cash in his pockets and cash all around him. And they saved his life by rushing him to the hospital. Last check, still critical. Alex Thomas. Really is quite the scene. I appreciate that description. It is 604, Steve, thanks. Well, it looks like sadly they took the video of the actual, what happened down. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Try Telegram. Meanwhile, if you're considering giving your child the COVID vaccine, Listen to this warning from the man who invented the RNA vaccines. My name is Robert Malone. I'm a physician and a scientist, but more importantly, I'm a father and a grandfather. I don't usually read from a prepared speech, but this is so important that I wanted to make sure that I got every single word and fact scientific fact, correct. I stand by this statement with a career dedicated to vaccine research and development. I'm vaccinated for COVID and I'm generally pro-vaccination. I've devoted my entire career 
to developing safe and effective ways to prevent and treat infectious diseases. After this, I'll be posting the text of this statement so that you can share it with your friends and family. Here's the thing. Before you inject your child, a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine, which is based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. There are three main issues that parents need to understand before they take this irrevocable decision. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. These organs include their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. They cannot be reversed. You can't fix the lesions within their brains. You cannot repair heart tissue scarring. You cannot repair a genetically reset immune system. And this vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. The second thing you need to know is about the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks associated with this new technology. The harms and risk from new medicines often become revealed many years later. I ask you, to ask yourself as a fellow parent if you want your child to be part of the most radical experiment in human history. One final point. The reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. Finally, in summary, there's no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks of the vaccine that is apparent you and your children may have to live with for the rest of your lives. The risk benefit analysis is not even close with this vaccine for children. As a parent and grandparent, my strong recommendation to you is to resist and fight to protect your children. He's right, you know. 
It's time to resist. It's time to stand up for what we believe in and believe in our constitutional rights. That's all I got for today. God bless everybody. I'm invisible. Peace. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this, and please share it everywhere. Again, this has been Hashtag Go right with Peter Boykin, a part of GoWriteNews.com and a part of the Go right Network. Hi, neighbors. My name is Peter Boykin, and I am a true grassroots candidate, a working-class citizen of We the People, who continues to know how it is to be someone worrying about how you'll pay your Beck's bill, a person who is experienced in knowledge and in life and understands its complexity, someone who has equally faced the same struggles as my fellow North Carolinians during this pandemic. My livelihood, both offline and online, through the years has been put to a stop due to cancel culture and censorship. It has been a sacrifice that was made in order to be an activist and person I am today, and it's been well worth it. My question is, this primary, do you want to elect someone like myself who understands that I am not running to work for the government, but instead I am running to work for you as a representative of this great state? Or you have the choice to vote for my opponents, who many are the same establishment-minded candidates that talk a good game with basic talking points as they're well-liked by the Republican establishment. But you must understand that establishment is what got us into the mess we are in now. Establishment is what time and time again steers our party in the wrong way or who ignores our needs as citizens of the we the people. Did this establishment secure the vote or listen to its people? Is this establishment working hard to free our political prisoners from January 6th? Do they even care about human rights? Did the establishment stop the mask mandates, the forced vaccinations, or the lockdowns? And does the establishment even listen to its people? Do they even understand the needs of the people they so-called govern? If you said no, they don't, then understand this. I will listen, I will do, and I will not forget my duty to the people. So when this primary comes, your choice is keep going with the establishment or vote for a true representative such as Peter Boykin for Congress. If you'd like to find out more about the Boykin for Congress campaign, you can go to boykinforcongress.com and you can sign up for our email list. Now I want to put America first, and that means putting North Carolina first and putting you first. We are the people. We are the government, and I hope you enjoy this message endorsed by Peter Boykin. That's me.